Sports Minutes with Elia Danker and Ziaul Roshan. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danka together with Ziaul Raushan. A weekend of football activity. Some are happy, some not so. And I'm happy, I tell you that, because Manchester United finally returned to winning ways. But good weekend of Premier League football headline, of course, by the North London derby. That didn't disappoint. It's from a neutral perspective, such as mine. I really enjoyed that game. I thought it was pulsating end-to-end, almost like a basketball game. Yeah, Harry Kane, who? We had Son Heung-min with two goals. Um, and we expected it to be every bit as entertaining. It's quite nice to see Arsenal are that good now. Yeah, it is. I think Arsenal last season raised the bar slightly. Good to see they're following up on that, especially considering the money Arteta has spent. But I tell you what, Postacoglu's done really well because when I say that game was entertaining, I have special respect for Spurs to go to the Emirates and continue their brand of football. But I'm not best placed to talk about Tottenham Hotspur. For that, we have James Walton on the line. Why don't you introduce him? The Sports Business Group leader for Deloitte Asia-Pacific, James Walton. Also, uh, some would argue the biggest Spurs fan in Singapore. How are you, sir? It's not a huge competition, i got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. <laughs> oh, dear. I, 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 just a bit of an icebreaker question before we uh, listen to what Ansh Postacoglu had to say about uh, players buying into his methodology. Are you happy with this new coach so far? Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. There was a fans forum a couple of days ago and Daniel Levy and, and Postacoglu and Sonny were down there along with the women's coaches and, and, and Captain Bethany England. And Postacoglu said, you know, he was quite clear that he wasn't the first choice. And they kind of, uh, and that they settled for him a little bit. And uh, But Daniel Levy kind of clarified that, that, you know, not that he wasn't the first choice, but they had to think about the philosophy and such and, and, and made a comment along the lines of that we had tried to go for for these winning coaches, these trophy coaches, I think was the phrase he, he used in terms of Conte and, and Mourinho. And, and for a lot of supporters in the summer, we're saying, bring back Pochettino, bring back Pochettino. Um, and were initially a little bit disappointed with this uh, appointment until they started to hear from the Celtic fans and other fans where he's been about his style and what he does. And then there were some clips circulating about him doing halftime and pregame team talks and things like that and, and people started to get a little bit excited and and we realized he's also just a, a nice guy a funny guy you know and so far the signs are good long may it continue hopefully <laughs> yeah long may it continue we'll talk about Pochettino in a short while because he's struggling in London one man who's not is Ange Postacoglu and here's what he had to say after that two-all draw against Arsenal yeah I'm really pleased with the way we we kind of showed the bravery and courage to, to be the team we want to be and that's what's pleasing me the most. I mean, irrespective of the result, uh, performance was, was really encouraging. We're six games into building a team here and the football and all the other stuff. It's still a long way to go, but already these guys have shown us the character and, and sort of spirit they have in every game, you know. And from my perspective, that's um, that's fantastic to see because that's player-driven. Um, they're the ones doing it and, uh, you know, we're going to be relentless. Um, conceding a goal doesn't mean we go in our shell. If anything, we, we, we get back up and go again and... Um, you know, it was, it was a great response because, you know, you look at both goals and own goal and then, you know, VAR penalty. So, you know, those kind of things to go against you on a day like this, it's very easy to feel sorry for yourself, but we never showed that. Ange Postacoglu, the uh, Spurs manager, speaking there after that 2 old draw against Arsenal. James Walton is on the line with us. James, when Raushan put together this conversation today, his sort of uh, a direction was Premier League club's identity. Asking you as a Spurs fan, James, what is the Spurs way? 
Well, I think, you know, we've heard supporters in the stands this season singing, we've got our Tottenham back. And, and I think what it's all about is Spurs has long been about playing football in an entertaining way. There's the old cliche about football is not about waiting for the other team to to fall asleep before you before you do something with it, right? And and I think the Spurs way has always been about classy football, brilliant individuals, you know, Ginola, Gascoigne, Glenn Hoddle, um, back in the day, without necessarily being consistent. For a long time, they were called a cup team. I don't think we can even be called a cup team. We may be a semi-final team these days, right? Um, but it is all about the football. And what upset the fans in recent years actually wasn't the fact that the team was not winning trophies. It, it was the fact that we were having to sit and watch this quite dire, you know, long ball, defensive, mm. counter-attacking football. And, and not just against the bigger teams, but, but we were playing it week in, week out, no matter who we were, were playing. And the fans who, who pay one of the highest ticket prices anywhere in, in Europe were simply not willing to put up with that. Yeah, you talk about those players in terms of Waddle, Hoddle. You've got Madison who fits that bill in terms of that ball-carrying player and he's almost made the Spurs fan forget that Harry Kane's no more. Yeah, I mean, he, he was made for Spurs, honestly. Like you say, there's an element of the, the Hoddle or the Gascoigne about him and at the moment everything's going through him. And, and we've really lacked that kind of player going back to when Christian Eriksen uh, left. And, and arguably, he's more productive than Christian Eriksen was as much as Christian Eriksen made made the team tick. So that's been an important part. And, and it's also allowed, in turn, people like uh, Saar and particularly Basuma mm. to now kind of find their own way because they're now in a midfield where they're actually passing through the midfield and playing football and forming triangles. You've got the fullbacks um, in, in Poro and, and Udogi tucking in to make the extra demand, whereas last season it was basically Romero and Dyer hitting long balls up to Kane, and then everyone was trying to feed off the scraps. So it's a just a fundamentally different way of playing the game. James, what does this do for the Spurs fans' expectation for the season? Well, uh, most of the Spurs fans, I, you know, it's, it's always difficult to talk on behalf of the whole fan base, but most <laughs> of the Spurs fans would, would probably tell you that they were quite happy with a draw last night because this was the first major test because, you know, Man United don't count. Um, and that... Uh, Really, the hope for the season is that this progresses. It's a very young team. We've gone, I think last season we had the second or third highest um, age of starting 11 in the Premier League. And now this season, I think we're the third youngest. Um, and, and, you know, that's happened in a, in a couple of months. And we've got a lot of players out there, as I say, like Udogi, like Star, uh, you know, who haven't played in the Premier League before. Vicario, Mickey van der Ven are all very young. And then you've got young talents who, who have played in the, in the Premier League, um, people like Brennan Johnson and people like that, Manos Solomon coming through. Um, you know, they're still missing one or two pieces, uh, and the loss of, of Perisic for the season is a big loss. I think the Spurs fans were hoping for a cup and to challenge for top four. The cup now looks unlikely after the early exit in the, in the League Cup. There's really only the FA Cup to play for. But with no Europe, I think fans are thinking... You know, we could be competing for that top four, especially if Man United and Chelsea keep uh, keep imploding. Wow. Yeah, we're talking identity and expectation, and another team that embody both of that is Newcastle United. Arguably, the result of the weekend eight nil victors against Sheffield United. Here's Eddie Howe speaking after the match on his emphasis of attacking football. We want to attack well. We want to. I said many times, we want to entertain. We want to be good value when people come to see us play. We. 
one of our fundamental beliefs is that we're always looking to score. Yeah, with top quality players it can happen, but very rarely we want that relentless mindset where we're always chasing something. The game's never done, the games are never over, we, we've got to keep our standards very high and for me football's about scoring goals and trying to score goals and having the intent to do it so you, you hope this ignites something in us and we see us try to repeat this not the scoreline but the performance on a regular basis um, that's our wish and our aim Newcastle manager Eddie Howe speaking there we're on the line right now with uh, sports business group leader for Deloitte Asia Pacific James Walton he's also a Spurs fan I suppose this is something you can relate to right that brand of attacking football you score three we will score four yeah that was the uh, the famous Aussie Ardiles days and, and Kevin Keegan at the same time wasn't wasn't far off but this Newcastle team is interesting because they haven't had the best start to the season mm. Um, and, and we all kind of had a feeling that, you know, will they be able to balance out Champions League um, alongside playing in the Premier League? For a lot of teams, the first time they have to do that, they find it a bit difficult to have to really focus twice a week and, and to maintain uh, their Premier League position. We even saw it with West Ham last season in the Conference League as it went on. And so they've had a shaky start to the season, but, I mean, they really came to life last night. I, I do wonder about Sheffield United... Sheffield United all season long hadn't lost the game by more than one goal. They've been very solid, very tight. Uh, you, you can argue about whether or not the first goal should have stood. But I think once uh, that went in, they, they just seemed to be all over the place. And all of that discipline um, that the manager had put in place for them all season just went out the window. And I don't think it's a coincidence that his job is now uh, potentially under threat in the next couple of days. But Eddie Howes, he, he's got a team there that, on paper, you look at them and you wouldn't necessarily pick too many of those players over their counterparts at, at say, Arsenal, Liverpool, or Man United. But he's got them playing very well. He has this foundation of defensive um, strength in the middle of the pitch. And then they really try to compress the lines and then they try to, to break on transitions very, very fast. They've got that little bit of stardust in there with people like Almiron. They've got a couple of good finishers in, in Isaac and, and, and Wilson, which not every team has. But the main thing that has, of course, impressed the last year or two has been that defensive strength. And a lot of teams kicking themselves that they didn't go for Sven Botman. Uh, a lot of teams, including Spurs, wondering why they didn't go for Kieran Trippier when he came back to back to England. I mean, he's got a what I would say is an above-average group of players, not a great group of players, but he's got them playing the way he wants them to play. Yeah, he certainly has got them playing in that mall, right? They are some of their parts. One team that's not lacking in terms of players is Chelsea. And a man you know quite well, Maurizio Pochettino, is at the helm of uh, the Blues. But he seems to be struggling. Six victories in their last 38 matches. It's all getting a bit difficult for Pochettino. Here's what he had to say after their latest defeat. Give me time because we are a young team um, that uh, is a process that they need to learn all together. Um, it's difficult to talk about positive because when you lose, uh, it's difficult. But I think we need to talk about positive things or we need to keep the positive thing. No doubt that with time, I think the team is going to perform. But of course, now we cannot hide the, the, the situation that is a, it's a situation that disappoints all, all the, the fans, the club and, the, and the us and the player, of course. And of course that they feel disappointed, but at the same time, they need to support the, the plan. Ah, uh, Bursi Portentino, Chelsea manager speaking there, asking for time. James Walton, our guest on the line. James, uh, I know he's your ex-boss, uh, but uh, do you think he ranks right up there in terms of potential first managers to be sacked? 
Well, you never quite know with, with Todd Bully and this project, right? I mean, they <laughs> went in Potter and he, he didn't get long and there was a fantastic, uh, there was lots of fans calling on the weekend to go get Roberto De Zerbi. If I were De Zerbi, I would be thinking twice yeah. after thinking what happened to Graham Potter when he went there, right? I, I think when they brought in Pochettino, they were very clear that they were bringing in a manager on the basis that he has a track record in improving young players, galvanizing them, bringing them together. And to be fair to him, when you look at the lineup that he has, and yes, they've had quite a few injuries and everything, but when you look at his lineup and you see how many of those players don't have a lot of Premier League experience, relatively young players, you can see why they're struggling. Of course, the fundamental biggest issue is they, they can't score a goal. This is now three games in a row, and they've actually failed to score in 13 Premier League games this calendar year. I think they've only got six wins or something in the calendar year, which is the worst of any Premier League team, in fact, to not score in 13 games. So, yes, they've got Nkoku, who's, who's out injured. Now Nicholas Jackson is going to be suspended after getting five yellow cards this season, none of them for a tackle, in, incredibly, in six games. Um, I, I think the problems are mounting up for him, and he needs to get some players back from the injury list soon. But even then, it's a weird mix. It's a weird mix of very experienced veteran players alongside complete youngsters, and not a lot in the middle, and, and I really fear for him. I don't think he's in danger today, touch wood, but um, I think if they get to January and they're not in at least eighth or ninth in the table and looking upwards, then he very well may have a problem, yeah. Yeah, certainly a tall order for Maurizio Pochettino to turn things around. I think, James, you've established that Chelsea and Manchester United are two teams that are struggling for identity, so I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you which team finishes higher this season. Uh, definitely Man United. I, I think Man United have the better players, and and they're, they're struggling a little bit due to industry uh, injuries and and you know self-inflicted problems. Uh, let's put it politely at the moment, <laughs> in, uh, in, in terms of allegations. Um, but you get a feeling that eventually, as 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 Luke Shaw comes back, as as uh, the, the various injured players, Lindelof, Martinez, and 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 all the others start to come back, Hoyland gets fit. That things will get better for them, um, and as and as we've seen the last couple of weeks, as bad as they played against Wolves, they got a result. As bad as they played against Forest, they got a result. As bad as they played against Burnley, they got a result. And that's the difference between them and Chelsea at the moment. As much as we're all making fun of of Manchester United, they're they're sitting ninth, and they are what three points out of out of sixth place. Um, they're not in that bad of a situation, whereas. Chelsea, when they play badly, they lose. Um, and I think that's something that is, is not going to help them. So I, I, without a doubt, unless Man United do something very stupid, um, I think Man United will be challenging top six at least. And Chelsea, I think, will be lucky to finish in the top eight. All right, we've been speaking with James Walton, Sports Business Group leader for Deloitte Asia Pacific. James, appreciate your time today. Hey, thank you. No worries. Sports Minutes on Money FM 89.3.